All right, episode 35 of the Bobbycast with Bailey Bryan. You can follow her at Bailey My Own. And thanks to our sponsors, Sherry's Berries and Blue Apron. And welcome to the house. How's it going? Hi, good. It's going great. You, um, they told me before, because we just played on Facebook a minute ago. <laughs> Relax. Oh, you're drinking tea. So I'm maybe, you need, maybe you need to sit up until... Uh, I'm Bailey prone to spilling things. And made herself home immediately and grabbed the tea. I didn't see him when I walked in, so I just went straight for the tea. I, I raided I raided the tea drawer. I just came up back from the gym, so I, was, I had to take a shower. <laughs> you know I mean? So you raided the tea drawer. I'm, I'm actually wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm, not, I'm not getting any weird smells. No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, so we met, I guess I heard your song, I don't know, three months or so ago. Mm-hmm. And then I played it. Off the internet, maybe. And my life was changed forever. Not yet, but oh. I. Did, not maybe it hasn't right. changed already. All right. You did come from re- <laughs> from rehearsal today, straight over here. Yes. So what are you rehearsing for? Oh, just a little uh, a tour, tour with these little artists called Dan and Shay. They're they're actually little. Like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. They no, are. is that what I meant? No. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on tour with Dan and Shay uh, this. This February and the first week of March. So when you go on tour with those guys, like how long is your set before the show? Uh, I think my set's gonna come out to like a half an hour. That's a pretty long set yeah. for a first, you know, first time out. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a lot. We we went through the we ran through the whole set once in rehearsal, and it was it went good. I like to talk too. I don't know if it's like a a nervous thing. I've noticed that in some of your <laughs> YouTube clips. I just kind of go on and see what happens. It. Uh-huh. It works out sometimes, most of the time, so I think. So you're a songwriter? Yes. Yeah. So what about, did you write Own It? I did. I knew you did. I just want you to say it. <laughs> Here, this is a Own It from Bailey Bryan. Here you go. When did you write this song? I wrote it when I was 16. Imagine if someone else wrote this song. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, "Oh my God, that's everything about me." Um, yeah, be, that that does weird. happen though. Yeah, no, true. Because now I get other people say, like, who listen to the song, being like, "How did you know all of these things about me?" Like John so Mayer sings, and I'm like, "That's me." Exactly. So I refute your point. And that's true. That would not. I guess it wouldn't be that weird. It would not. It wouldn't be that weird. That's true. Kind of a dumb thing to say too. Well, you know? all right. Well, I'm I'm full of regret. <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> uh, so okay. So uh, let's just start from the beginning here. So you're 18 now. Uh, 19. I turned 19 like three days ago. Really? So, or four or something. So you can vote. Yeah. Well, I could before. <laughs> no. You can buy lottery tickets. Yes. Mike, what else can you do at 18? You can buy cigarettes, but I don't smoke. Casinos. You shouldn't smoke. No, I don't want to smoke. I'm not going to. Probably the worst thing I could that, do. That's disgusting. No. What else can you do? Casinos. No, 21, dude. You have to be 21 yeah. to a casino? Yeah. Did you know she wasn't even born when Tupac and her biggie was alive? Yeah. I walked in wearing a Tupac hat. You did wear a <laughs> yeah, Tupac hat. Yeah, my hat says Tupac on it. Man, what a poser. Yeah. How many Tupac songs can you name? Uh, a couple. Yeah, name one. Uh, I'm mad at you. Okay, you went like deeper cut too on the first one, so you didn't go like changes. No, changes is my favorite though. That's fair, but it was on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just start with you. You're 18 now, 19 now. Excuse me. You're 19. Uh, so musically, you picked up a guitar and started playing. How old? Uh, 12 or 13. Why? Uh, I always loved to sing. I would do all my like local talent shows and stuff. Um, 
and I would do background tracks, and I got kind of sick of that. What and do you mean so, you would do background tracks? Like you, like we'd go online, go on iTunes, find like the karaoke version. Oh, of, okay. So you like, would have to buy background yep. tracks, and so yeah. you don't want to do that anymore. No, and I think my parents didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> we would buy the background track, burn the CD, give it to the person running sound at the church talent show or something, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I, I feel like I'm ready to take it to the next level. I want to be able to play the songs I'm singing, and... um. I, I always wanted to write songs too, but it's it's harder to write a song if you can't have music with it. And so the writing happened the same time that the guitar playing happened. So you get a guitar how old? 12? 12? Yep. Um, and you buy it from just a like guitar store? Pawn, yeah, pawn uh, shop? I think my dad got it online. He got it for me for Christmas. It was a Jasmine Takamini. Do you still have it? Yeah, somewhere like in a closet at my parents' house. So you start playing. How long until you play it well enough to write a song? Um... That came fairly quickly. I mean, I um, I didn't really take formal lessons until like a year ago because I got to Nashville and I was like, all right, well, I need to step it up because everyone here is a good musician. Um, I just I like sat down with like a family friend who played guitar at a church and I was like, can you show me the easiest chords that I need to know like to write a song? And so he showed me like G E minor G, C, C yeah D, and um, I I practiced like for hours every single day. So I would say it was like. A couple months, and then I I wrote my first song. So you're 13 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When do you go out and play your first show with your guitar? Um, I'm trying to think of like the first time I played for a big group of people. I want to say it was probably like my middle school talent show. I did. Um, yeah, I want to the first like the first one I can remember doing when I was 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 it when I was in eighth grade. I played a song that I wrote for my, my middle school talent show. And how'd that go over? Standing ovation? they go crazy? Yeah, first place. Actually, yeah, no, first place. Oh, you won? <laughs> yeah. Was it Own It, that song? No, it wasn't no. Own It. Dang. What a good story that was would have been. 14, yeah. So you play your talent show, and is it, at that point, were you still going to be a, a singer in your mind? Or, yeah, yeah, definitely. So you, definitely. Al- you always wanted to be a singer. I think the first um, way that I articulated what I wanted to do at a really young age was I want to be a famous singer. That was the, when you're little, that's, that's the, for me, that was like the, the title that I wanted. And um, as I've grown up, it's, it's I want to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. The word famous. Yeah. Fam- <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me as much now as it did when I was younger. So you grew up in Washington state. Yes. And I, I love it up there, but it's pretty secluded. A little bit. Yeah. I was, I grew up in, um, one of the more secluded areas, um, little town called Squim, Washington. And um, that's why I say my the my first shows were school talent shows, church things. Um, the, the way that I uh, got people to hear my music, I guess, growing up was just um, taking my guitar and playing on the sidewalk. Because I, I was in one of those little towns, and it was pretty spread out. We had, like, a tiny downtown area, and I would I would take my guitar and play my songs in front of Jose's Taco Stand. Would you make money? Uh, a little. Would you make I tacos? I, I Sometimes he would give me tacos. He'd be like, oh, poor girl. She's standing out there in the rain, and did there's, she there's lo- no did, money. Did Ho- was Jose a real person? <laughs> Jose's a real person. Still He's alive. a family friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. So would Jose say i like it that you're here was he kind of annoyed that you were there no jose was jose loved it he um he gave me a sombrero to uh 
put on the ground for people to put money in. Okay, that's cool. Whenever whenever I tell people that, when I say you gave me a sombrero, they're like, did you wear a sombrero and play your songs? That that might have been funnier, but I just I just put it on the ground. I wasn't going to wear it. So you're playing out in front of Jose's on the weekends, I yes. assume. Yep, Saturdays. And so I, I'm assuming you want to move to Nashville. Was that always the plan? Like you wanted yeah. to move to Nashville? Yep. I think um, as soon as uh, like Taylor Swift uh, came out and I, I learned, I, I was diehard fan of hers. Um, I So I knew everything. I knew she, like she was discovered. I'm doing air quotes, but no one can see me. Um, <laughs> she, she was discovered at the Bluebird Cafe. And so I was like, I need to go to Nashville. I need to play at the Bluebird Cafe. And so that that was kind of... That that was I felt like that was the ticket, you know. Nashville's the place to go. Tell me about your first time ever to Nashville. Um, my first time ever to Nashville. Um, it was like, it was magical. It was. Um, I got to play at the Bluebird Cafe. I just you did, did. A, Oh no, wait, no, that wasn't my first time. Never mind. Sorry, that was my second time. Just the open mic. I waited in line forever and then didn't didn't get to play. I didn't get my name drawn, and so then I got to play the next weekend. Because you got a ticket. And then, or was that, it was a week too far over the ticket? Because if you don't make it, they give you a spot for the next time. Yeah, no, they did. So okay. I got to play the next time. They Got gave it. me a spot. Um, but that was like my second or third time to Nashville. Um, my first time I just went, I was like, we just have to go. Like, I just have to see the Bluebird Cafe. And um, I didn't know that it was like in a tiny little strip mall. Yeah, tiny. <laughs> so that, that was the, that was a surprise for me. But I, you know, I, I did the Bluebird Cafe. I did the Pancake Pantry. But um my first, my very first trip was, it was a writing trip. I got to, and that was when I signed my publishing deal when I was 15. Um, I got to go down and, uh, it was just a family friend that we reconnected with. Who's now my publisher. She invited me down to write for a week, like see if I could do it, see if I liked it. Um, and she was like, well, if you, if, I mean, if you do a good job, if you like it, if it works for you, um, we'll consider giving you a publishing deal. And I never co-written at this point. Um, but I did, I wrote and demoed nine songs in that one week. And I just, I fell in love with the process of co-writing and Nashville just being surrounded by music. And at the end of that week in the pancake pantry, um, at a table full of people, I signed my first publishing deal. And so did that mean you were moving to town or you were going to keep coming to town just writing? That meant, uh, we're, we're going to travel back and forth. Okay. Um, so I would go every couple months. How old are you at this time? 15. Okay. So I travel back and forth every couple of months until I was 17 after my junior year. That's when my whole family moved to Nashville. Which is uh, quite the remarkable story because <laughs> you didn't you grow up in the same house your, like your whole life? Basically. So I moved once. Your parents, they moved here too? Like yep. everybody packed whole up? Whole family. Yeah, I have a... Here, Mike, hey, take that cup from her. She's been trying to lay it down for like an hour. She doesn't know where to put it. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I'm really helpless in case you can't tell. I'm like, I don't know how to use my arms. Um, what was the question? The question was, <laughs> whenever your parents decided oh. to move down with you, like that's a big commitment for oh, them. Oh, yeah. It was, um, so it was, I mean, of course it was a couple years um, in the making of the decision. And it was like, we kind of agreed as a family, like everybody knew, but even before I signed my deal, like, my dream was to move to Nashville and to write songs and play them for people and record and the whole thing. Um, and so it kind of just came to a point when I, when I was 17, coming to the end of my junior year, um, I, it looked like I had some opportunities waiting for me in Nashville. Uh, I had a, I had a lot of songs, was ready to like 
start recording and shopping to labels and it we just kind of had a family meeting and it was like okay either I can we can all move now as a family at 17 I can finish my senior year online my little brother he's 14 you do that year of school online um and we're a close family so that was one option we could do it they could help me get settled or I could wait until I was 18 wait until I graduated move by myself uh with uh my limited connections in the city uh, and kind of figure it out. And being such a close family, like my, my parents wanted, they wanted to set me up the right way and make sure I, I didn't feel alone and, uh, just, just that I was in a good spot. And so after like a lot of like thinking and praying, they were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We haven't told anyone that we're going to move. We're not going to tell anyone that we're going to move, but we're just going to like put our house on the market, see what happens. And... So that's what they did. Just this one website, no sign in the yard, nothing. And within 24 hours, we got a full price offer on the house. And they sold and they agreed. Yep. Yep. Wow. So what about your brother? Like, what? He moved and he was cool with that yep. at 14? Yep. He, he's the coolest kid on the planet, probably. Oh, he's 15 now. His birthday was the other day. Happy late birthday, Cooper. Um, but uh, he's amazing. I think the reason that he was cool with moving was because kind of just the way my parents raised us, like, he knew that if what he was passionate about and had opportunities in required moving across the country, they would do it for him too. So it sounds like your parents were always very, what do you want to do? Do mm-hmm. you love what you want to do? And if so, we love you and we're going to help you. Completely. Completely. That's exactly what it was. I think it's a good, I, in having, having been in Nashville and like seeing and hearing a little bit about like other, other people doing it my age, like I, I feel like, the trend with parents is either the parent that's like momager, dadager type that's like, I want my kid to be famous, like pushing them to it, or the parents that are like, get a real job. I'm not going to support your music career. Um, and so I was really lucky in that I feel like my parents are some definitely somewhere in the middle of like, they never would have dreamed or chosen for their kid to venture into the music industry because they, of, of course, it's scary as a parent. Um, or per, a person, <laughs> um, but they uh, they never want to be the thing that stands in between their kid and their dream. And they um, they saw that it was what I was passionate about, and they're the first people to believe in me. What does your brother want to do? Um, my little brother is annoyingly good at everything, so he's he's still figuring it out. But he's um, I'm like the weird musical one in the family. Um, my parents owned a gym when we lived in Squim. Um, little brothers, great in school, great at sports, basketball, skiing, math, um, and kind of, uh, writing songs was like my one thing. Yeah. Like he's like, he has everything else. I have this one thing. Um, and about a year ago, um, like right before we moved to Nashville, Cooper, um, his name's Cooper. He was just like, you know, I think I like, I'm interested in production. He, he's, he, he likes music, but differently than I do. He likes the like. EDM, like chill, instrumental, all of that kind of stuff. Is like, he European? I think so. Yeah. Secretly. Makes sense, yeah. Or maybe maybe we are European. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, he likes all of that stuff and like kind of weird. Um, I think it might be because he grew up around me hearing me songwriting in the other room, just like all the lyrics. And he's like, it can't have lyrics. He's <laughs> like, I want, I just want the track. I want the opposite of what she exactly. does. Exactly. <laughs> he totally picked the polar opposite. It's like electronic pop, weird, all that. But, um, 
I was like, okay, that's cool. And like my parents being the supportive, awesome people that they are, they got, they were like, okay, what do you need? Like, they're like, we'll go in with you to get you the keyboard and the drum pad and the software for your computer. And he would just spend like months in his room. Like I did when I had my guitar, like watching YouTube videos and just figuring out how to use this stuff and how to like build tracks and everything. And he wouldn't let anyone hear it. And then a couple more months go by and he's like, all right, Bailey, I'm ready to show you my first song. And he shows it from shows it to me and it's already it's up on soundcloud figured out how to use soundcloud i don't know how to use soundcloud um it's up and he plays it for me and i'm like dang it this is actually good you took my one thing (laughs) this was i was like literally cooper music was all i had and you took my one thing and you did it in a cooler way but um i'm proud of him and now he's like got a little bit of a following on his soundcloud and every single like beat and track he makes it gets better so so you're both musical now huh? yeah yep i would i would love to collab with him someday he just recently started letting me have input on what he does when i traveled back home for uh christmas my, my family moved back to washington state um when i went home for christmas he was like hey bailey can you help me come up with a hook for this and so i was like oh my gosh i've been waiting for this moment for the it's last cool seven months. It's cool for you to now write with your little brother. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I'm writing a song with my little... This is like the dream for me. And he's like, Bailey, stop being such a dork. Or I'm going to make you leave the room. I'm like, it's just it's just so touching. I never thought I'd get to create with my sibling. <laughs> like, who gets to do this? Um, but yeah, we started like building a track together. And I got him a mic for Christmas so that when I go home, like we can make like work tapes together. And it's fun. So, I mean, he's probably just going to rule the world. So they moved back, you say. How long do yes. you live in town? Um, I think, okay, so I've probably been here like a year, year, almost a year and a half now. Right now or at the point where they move? Now. Okay, as of right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and they, they weren't even here a year. I want to say I've been on my own for like eight months. So they, they were here for maybe like half a year, a little bit more. Um, and they, uh, I, I think it's just like, I got, I got my feet on the ground and kind of got this really awesome team around me quicker than myself or anyone thought that I was going to. Um, once the like record label process uh, started, uh, it went, it went, it all went pretty fast from there as far as like getting my team around me. And I had my routine, and they were still kind of struggling to put roots down and like figure out like they they were they were my team, and they are, but they like they were taking me to meetings, making sure I was getting here on time, doing all this, and then kind of once I got my rhythm. And it kind of became clear, like that they they kind of did their part that they needed to do here, and Washington is their home, and so they went back. So let's. What are we talking about here, Mike? Sherry's berries. All right, let me talk about Sherry's berries for a second. What is that? Let's talk for a second about Valentine's Day. It's coming up, and you got to get that special someone, something, and this can be a guy or a girl or really anyone, but you have to do something for Valentine's Day. So let me recommend to you freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at just $19.99 plus shipping or double the berries for $10 more. Go to berries.com. You have to use my code BobbyCast. That's one word. B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T, BobbyCast. And you can help you know, our show and we get that deal for you. BobbyCast right there. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Got to love them. The berries are huge and they're fresh and they're juicy and they, they come – you send them to the office – He or she will be able to share them, too, because there are so many of them, too. Berries.com, chocolate-covered strawberries. Surprise them at the office. B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. To get the deal here, though, for $19.99 or double the berries for $10 more, 
click on the microphone, type in Bobby Cast, Bobby Cast, right there, and Sherry's berries. They're gonna love them. Okay, we're back. So your parents, like they they go back away. Yes. Do you move into a small apartment? Yeah, I um. So I got roommates for the first time, and um, that's been fun. It's been cool. It's a little taste of like the college type experience, I guess. Are they I've... musicians? No, one of them's a ballerina, and the other is a yoga instructor. Wow. But um, <laughs> that's that's cool though. You don't really want to live with musicians because they get so competitive. No, it's been really cool. It's like a it's been a very um kind of just chill environment to decompress when i get back from radio tour or from a ride or a meeting or whatever to just go and like just be with people that aren't concerned with the same things that i have to be concerned with during the day and like it's also fun because like you meet other musicians or other people who are working in the industry and like everyone's kind of used to it to some degree like i i think it's all it's all really new and exciting for me but everyone's kind of like well yeah bobby bones no i'm just kidding everyone's really excited about you um <laughs> uh, anyone anything else though <laughs> um it's so it's cool for me to like go like go home and like tell my roommates like i'm going on tour with dan and shay i'm on the bobby bones show i just wrote a song and they're like no way <laughs> oh my, where i feel like everyone else like even when things are exciting like the people other people who are like musicians or whatever like it's almost natural to just want to like play play down your excitement almost and just be like, oh yeah, well like I'm probably gonna do that at some point too, so it's fine for a couple <laughs> of reasons. One because you don't want to seem like you're cooler than they are in your mind, and two, they're they don't want you to be cooler than they are. It's exactly, su- it's such a competitive t- place. It, it is, it is, and it. Can, I feel like um, for me, like in the last like year and a half that I've been in Nashville, I found that like. My, my musicianship especially has improved more than it ever has before just because it is so competitive and i think it's it's one of the one of the few places in the world where like at least being me you can walk into any room and know that there's probably a better musician than you are in there and so i think that can either uh kind of squash someone or you can use it as motivation to just get better and rise to the occasion do you and and you may not and, and it may take a bit but do you realize how uncommon your story is um yeah it's it it occurs to me more and more <laughs> as i go on it, just getting a deal so yeah. fast like you, yeah like you're on you're on a yep. like, you're on a real life really well run label and so it's insane uh, I, I wonder how that process happened so how, how did you you're on warner brothers uh yes and so how did that happen um well, uh, so my deal is it's a it's a joint venture between Warner Brothers and 300 Records in New York, and um, I said Warner's handling most of it right now, but they're they're doing a partnership, and uh, I say that because it started with uh, my publishers took a trip to New York, and they it wasn't about me, it was they they were they were my team since I was 15. They uh, they like developed me, uh, set set up on my co-writes and like they they were kind of all I had at that point but they weren't traveling to New York about me they were going to like pitch songs to labels that were looking for songs for their artists um and they went into 300 records and they um they like played the song didn't really connect but like they they were getting along with the person they were meeting with and they uh they they were like well like what are you excited about right now like what else are you working on and they played them own it which was one of the few songs I had produced at that point. And they loved it. And a, a couple a couple days later, the A&R guy flew down and met with me, offered me a deal. And then, uh, then uh, interest from labels in Nashville 
followed and I um I felt really at home in New York with 300 I got to fly down and meet all of them but I I I wanted to have a home in Nashville and I got that same feeling when I met with uh Warner and then uh the rest is history well the rest (laughs) the rest is happening the rest is happening yeah no that's true you talk about radio tour and so I mean, you're still a super new artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you do when you're a new artist is it's called radio tour, where you just go and to every radio station mm-hmm. in, the, in the planet. Yep. And you have to be in a great mood, <laughs> and you have to take your guitar and sing in conference rooms, yep. and you know any sort of hey, I'm really cool in Nashville goes away when you have to go to Iowa yep. and sing for seven salespeople. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, and so it, it takes you back down, mm-hmm. and and, it, and that's good for a lot of people, but it's. It's exhausting. It's a oh. lot. Of, it's a lot of travel. Talk about radio tour for oh, a second. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, um, like I, I was visiting like three or four radio stations a day, which is, which as I've been told, is not even as bad as radio tour can get as far as like full schedule. I was like dying in the car the other day. I just finished up my eighth week, my last week. Um, I was dying in the car, just like yawning, falling asleep, trying to stay awake, like hype myself up for the next uh, station, and um. My regional who I was with, she was like, man, like, you don't even have the worst of it. Like, I was out with so-and-so last week, and we were hitting, like, five, six stations a day, and then a dinner, and then a show at night. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I think I think for me, it's been it's been good in the way that I, I didn't even really get a chance to build up a ton of cred in Nashville before going on radio tour. So it's like, hey, I'm not very cool in Nashville. I'm not very cool here, <laughs> but maybe you'll listen to my music. Um and it's the 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 downside has been I went from making YouTube covers and playing on the sidewalk to five radio stations a day and a conference room and a meet and greet and a this and it's I I think I think that's what made it extra tiring for me just because it's even if it's not the worst schedule it was like this is this is a whole different really world experience it's it's just so different than anything I'd ever been a part of involving my music but um. It's it's like you're running for office. Completely. Like you have a song, and you would like people to listen to the song, mm-hmm. but you must run for office to every station manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every town that you go to. And if Definitely. you do one and they have two stations, you got to go to both of them. Yeah, yep. So take me through a day. Take me through a Tuesday on a radio tour. Uh, Tuesday on a radio tour, probably like a 9 a.m. lobby call if I'm averaging out, like when I have to be in the hotel lobby to leave. It would Did usually... you play many morning shows? On radio tour, I didn't do too many. Um, not big enough yet. One day, no, one day, not big enough level. for the morning show. Yeah. I did one little one my first week, and I, I learned from my mistake. You need to warm up double, because like so I know early. your voice is scratchy in the morning. I warmed up, and I was like fighting a cold. Voice cracked in the middle of the first song, so I don't know if maybe the fact that I didn't do any morning shows after that has to do with that. Um, <laughs> Word gets out, but it's gonna. Um, if any, if anyone who wants to have me on a morning show is listening to this, I learned my lesson. I sound great now. <laughs> when you did our show, we taped it at night. Yes. Because I'm such a giver. You are so generous. And I was like, I will come up. I want you to sound great. We're going to do it in the evening. Really and appreciate you came up that. And it, it was very mediocre. I was really happy with it. Oh. Yeah. Good. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it was, Thanks. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was really fine. That's what I was going yeah. for. <laughs> That's really what I was trying. I don't, I don't want to... Impress anyone too much. Not, not trying not, to intimidate you don't anybody. Get ahead of yourself, right? No, now. you get so intimidated yes, by eighteen-year-old girls. And I'm like, dang. I, <laughs> so you go, okay. So Tuesday, nine o'clock lobby call. You're down in the lobby. Yeah, down in the lobby. Um, 
go to the first station, you walk in. It's it's anywhere from. I feel like there's t- there's typically two scenarios, and it's either like you and like two people, like the PD and someone else, and you're sitting in the office or conference room and you're playing for them, or and it's more of like. I like to make those situations like it's just a conversation because another part of going from the sidewalk to radio tour, I don't know how to really stage something or like it's it's just more like, cool, we're going to talk and I'm going to play my songs for you. Um, or it's um, they have the performance room and I'm playing for like a, some listeners that want yeah, some listeners that yeah. want, which that was that was a trippy part for me because I was like, wait, they knew who they were entering to come see like they knew it was going to be me, whether or not they like knew about me before it. They knew what they were getting into, <laughs> and they like chose to show up <laughs> to hear me. You felt like it was weird that people came to see you. I felt yes, like I wanted to ask them. I was like, "So, really, why are you here? Like, really, who put you? Up? Like, how well, did you hear about me? What was the real me? prize? Did they promise what you was the, Did they did they pay you? Am I paying you? And I don't know about it, like <laughs> things like that. But that was always fun because I got to I got to meet people and connect with the just like the actual audience and that was so i it it was exhausting but like this like my honest answer whenever anyone asked me like because because the radio people will be like so like you're probably exhausted right like you hate this i was like i sleep in the car (laughs) um but i I feel like if i have to be exhausted doing anything like this is what i want to be exhausted doing i mean i get to go in and play my songs and talk about them so you make so nine o'clock. You go to radio station. How long are you there for the first station? Um, usually anywhere from like, mm, I want to say forty-five minutes to an hour and a half. Okay, it's now eleven o'clock. What do you do now? Uh, maybe go get lunch if there's time. I stopped at Starbucks like literally four times a day because that Starbucks is the only place that's like everywhere, <laughs> and I, I'm just like addicted to it. Uh, probably stop at Starbucks. Next station, spend 45 minutes to an hour there. And you got to be up again. Like, it's the first time. You got to be like... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, first station up? of the day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I usually warm up in the car and, like, I, I, I try and, like, talk to my regional about, like, so how do you think that went? Like, what can I do better next time? Um, and then do it again. Then go to Starbucks again. Psych yourself up. I was really... I was... I was really caffeinated. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but they're like, oh, man, this Bailey chick has a lot of energy. Not normally. I just was on my fourth cup of coffee. Uh, but, yeah, then do it again. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely repetitive. My, if my voice wasn't too tired, my last station of the day was usually my best just because, like, I'm finally getting comfortable <laughs> with, the, with the whole thing. Could you feel some that liked it and some that faked like they were liking it? Could you tell the difference? Um. Yeah, I had a few. I um okay. This this is either gonna sound like I'm I'm really unaware or as long as you're um, honest, it doesn't matter how you sound. Yeah, I think I think um the more so I, I got I feel like I got people like trying to pretend they didn't like it. Like whether you know you meet people but, and but, on, they, but it's in the format you're not supposed to like a song that might sound a little bit poppy. Yeah, I think that might that might have been that that was probably part of it, and then. Just, just sometimes you meet people that wanna wanna seem like wanna show that they know more than you, and I, I'm very no, like no, that's the, I that's know everybody. That's everybody. Yeah, that's every everybody in in an industry like this thinks they know more than you. So my uh, the way that I try and deal with that is just make it very known when I walk into a room. I don't know anything. <laughs> I I know I know how to play music, and I know I want people to hear my songs, and I'm I'm very 
very uh, I'll I'll let you know the things and I'll I'll play the songs. Did you feel like that stations were threatened because you have a newer sound and maybe these people are have an older sound and they feel like the newer sound might actually push them out? Um, like the radio, st- the people at the radio stations. I'll, I'll give you. I'll reference. Okay. I'll give you reference. Gotcha. When I came in, there was nobody like me, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was really terrible, and it was miserable for months and year, a year and months. And because I think a lot of people felt like if I worked, that means in this yeah. format, what they did didn't work, and that wasn't the case at all. Because there's room for everything. Yep. Completely. Because they thought, well, here's this guy he doesn't wear a cowboy hat or a belt buckle. Okay, he's from Arkansas, but he loves hip hop. He's mm-hmm. done pop radio for 12, 13 years. He I was a grunge kid. I mean, I was yep. I was all of that, but I still loved country music. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I grew up. And they were felt like, well, if this is how th- that it's turning, then that's not me, and that means I'm out, which is not the case. And, no. and everybody's realizing that yeah. now. And I wonder if at all you felt like some people felt like that toward you. Yeah, I got that. I definitely got that vibe. I feel like, I feel like yeah, I've I've gotten like, Nobody's, I mean, I haven't gotten anyone being like really mean to me or grilling me about They're it. They're not going to be mean to you, though. I mean, because like I'm so cute and nice. I mean, you're the best. I'm the, I'm, I mean, you're the lovely. most talented person I've ever I'm had in deli- chair. Dude, yeah. probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at all the pictures on the wall. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, but like, it, it's like, then you hear back, it's like, oh, I thought like, you 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 think someone's gonna play your song and then the feedback is like, well, it's oh, it's I, I bet that happens this. all the time, it's right? That. Like completely it, to your face, they're like, I love it. We're gonna play yeah. it. A week later, it's like, you know what? Mm, it just, I don't it do isn't. well with that. It's kind of it's kind of playing into my and everyone's biggest insecurity that like everyone secretly doesn't like you. Um, but I think I think I really I I really firmly believe that there just is room for everyone. I think that if everybody's music sounded like me, which I'm not trying to hide the fact that. It it is, it is slightly pop. It, I I lean different directions, but I I think if everybody sounded like me, then country music, it wouldn't it it wouldn't be what it is. But if everyone sounded like Garth Brooks, then it would like the audience wouldn't be as diverse. And it's so it's I I I have faith that it'll work because you and I both know that. You're the best. There is room that I'm delightful. Uh, so <laughs> no one can be mean to me. <laughs> here's a story for you, and and I completely agree with you because, again, I went through it too, where it was like mm-hmm. he's not one yep. of us, and I kind of had to just wait it out mm-hmm. and, and prove because I, I was awful when I got here. I was like a bull in the china <laughs> shop. I was like screw everything. I'm just doing it my way. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have been so, so that mm-hmm. way. I wish I'd have been more like you, perfect. You know, per- perfect, right, yeah. delightful songs. Um, just all, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't, and I came, and I was like, I'm doing it my way and only my way. But the the format, I'll talk about that first. In general, the format's beginning to look like this. There are, it's be, country's beginning to be top 40 in the way of, there are like four different kinds of country music. Mm-hmm. There's the really traditionals. There's the Justin Moores and the William Michael Morgans. There's that, and that has to exist. Yep. That absolutely has to exist. Then there's the more down the middle stuff with the Keith Urbans yep. and the, and then you you can go to the left with the Sams mm-hmm. and then you can go to the Kelseys and, and mm-hmm. there are all these different little niches inside of a bigger format and the best of all of them will rise to the top. Yeah. The worst thing you can say to me and I get Mike, why do I hate when people say, 
Not country. I'm just like, yeah. you're, you're out of your mind because Cause what is there, there is no that's yep. the country. And every time, and and my favorite reference, I was talking to Garth Brooks about this, uh, name drop because I'm awesome. And yep. so I was like, hey, did they used to tell you you're not country? And he was like, everybody told me I wasn't country. He said, I, <laughs> he said I moved to town and they thought I was a joke because I wasn't country. But like he is country. Like now, now he, like, not just in the way of like he sounds country. <laughs> Like he is, he is like the thing. He's by the way, he's the highest selling artist in American history. Period. Right. Not country, yep. <laughs> but all, all together. Like Garth Brooks is country, and so. But even my grandma, because I grew up in Arkansas, and Johnny Cash is from Arkansas, mm-hmm. and so she was really into Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Because when you're from a small town or from a state that doesn't yep. have a lot of famous people from it, you really gravitate to those famous people. Yep. And she was like, I remember when people would come and pick it. And say this is rock and roll. This isn't country, mm. and it was Johnny Cash. But you, my point is, you see it every generation. It's so cyclical. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going to happen in fifteen years, Bailey? They're going to look at you and go, Bailey. Then that's country. That's country. Whatever. What this, is this? Whatever this Cooper EDM crap is <laughs> that they're trying to Cooper make country. Brian. Yeah, like what is this? This ain't country. Yeah. And it's it's always going to be a thing. And if the format stayed exactly the same, this is what would happen. It would die off. Because yeah. the people that liked it would continue liking it, but nobody knew would come along. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And the format would die. And the yep. worst thing that could ever happen is that it stayed the same. And people don't like that. Yep. Don't like it when I say that. But it's, but it's the it's redefinition is what growth is and what keeps things well, alive. Well, and I say it because I'm a genius. And I'm genius to should like say me, things. Yes, just like me. I should say that this stuff. This is why we're friends. Yeah. So <sighs> you come to town. You have a deal. You have – was this going to be your single, like, forever? Was it like, Own it? We, we, yeah, we, like, we want to put the song out? Yeah, it kind of was. We, we threw some other things around, but I, I, I like... Did you... Were you ever going to put Borrow It as your song? Was it, huh? Your other single, Borrow It? Borrow It? Oh, yeah. There, there was Rent It. There was Borrow It. But you didn't, you didn't like those. You went with no, Own It those, instead. No, those seemed a bit wishy-washy. Rent to Own. I'm trying to, I'm trying to show everyone just my commitment just, okay. to everything that I do. Make <laughs> sure. You nervous? Like, Me? Are, are you nervous about this? I mean, because now it's... About own it? Just, now it's like time. Like, yeah. you've, you've had years. Yep. Now it's time. Like, does it work? Is it, I mean... Yeah. Here we I, go. I think I am nervous. Especially now, like, the ad the ad date was last Monday. And I think I'm, I'm definitely experiencing nerves that I haven't experienced before. Ad date means for people listening to the podcast oh, yes. here that um, radio stations all over the country add songs every week to their yes. playlist. And when they add them first, they play them in the middle of the night, and you have to slowly get climb this climb ter- out of the darkness, this terrible ladder. And, <laughs> uh, and listen, I've been the biggest critic of radio from radio, which is a weird place to be. <laughs> um, but so, I have no idea how you did with your ad day. I would expect that you did okay. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it. Again, I don't know how you did, so I'm just going to go <laughs> from what I think. I would expect there are so many people that go, you know, I don't know about this. Yeah, uh, it's probably Kelsey syndrome. Where when Kelsey came out, everybody was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it's what it's been. I think I, I it was it was a good start. Is the the response that I've tried to gauge. Nobody nobody really wants to tell you how you actually did when it comes to things like that. Because like, do you know I, your number? No. Oh, they didn't tell you how many ads you got. I think they did. I don't retain numbers very well. I retain words like good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> But slightly above average. <laughs> and so, I, I, again, I don't know. I should have looked it up. But I would imagine it would have done all right to mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. what, that's what I would yep. have imagined. 
Um, and but with a lot of potential to grow because it's one of those songs. Everybody's like, it's it's not traditional. So everybody's not going to be like, I mm-hmm. did, we have to get this yep. on the air. But you know what makes songs get on the air? People buying them, mm-hmm. people being exposed to them, the internet, yep. your music video, which I don't even see on TV. I, yeah, it's a video. I just see it as a piece of online content. But yeah. your your music video, it was cool because it was a you could watch it on the cell on your phone, and it looked like. It was every, like all yep. the apps and stuff flying through. Shot vertically. Yeah. So then it's like it takes over your phone. My favorite thing is watching people watch it on their phone because there's always a, you like a moment it. of confusion. They're yes. like, wait, you sent me a Snapchat. Wait, why mm. am I getting te- – who's – wait, oh, it's you. Oh. And really my secret goal is just to confuse as many people as possible. So. It's the only thing vertically I've ever watched that I was happy it was vertical. Usually I like, why can't people turn their freaking phones to the side? Yeah, right. Like, how many years have we been doing this that we're how still many? shooting things like videos yep. uh, straight up and down? So uh, what, are we th- what are we talking about here, Mike? Blue Apron. Oh, let's talk about Blue Apron for a second. So Blue Apron. I love it. I've used Blue Apron for longer than they've actually been a partner here, either on the Bobbycast or even on the show. But blueapron.com slash Bobbycast. I'm going to say that right now. Because for less than $10 per person per meal... Blue Apron delivers these awesome recipes. Along with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll make delicious home-cooked meals. They have a culinary team, and they're, they're teaching how to make meals and sending stuff to make meals that you would never ever in a million years make. Or at least I couldn't if it wasn't for Blue Apron. They have a step-by-step card, too. It's basically like a, how to make this card, and it makes my life easier because I can actually make this stuff. Listen, here's the thing. It comes to your house. You can check and choose your meals and choose your delivery way. This week's menu, you can check it out and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. BlueApron.com slash BobbyCast. BlueApron.com slash B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T. You're going to love Blue Apron. Everybody on the the show loves Blue Apron. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. BlueApron.com slash BobbyCast. All right, so you have your song. You have your tour coming up. You're in the class of 2017, which was I, I picked five artists, and I think, like, man, like, I, I really see something there, um, and that has to be the highlight of your life, like, more than having a baby brother, like, more than moving to Nashville. Completely. I mean, a big deal. Completely. Because they paid me to put you on the list. Well, I'll take it. They, Thanks I, for telling everyone. They actually didn't. Here's the, here's the true story. <laughs> I have a friend. I was like, hey, you need to hear this Bailey girl. And I was like, cool, let me hear her song. And so I don't listen to songs ever, but this mm-hmm. is a really close friend of mine. And so I was like, oh, and I heard it. I was like, oh, she's, she's good. I said, I'm doing this thing where I'm just bringing in p- brand new people. They don't have to be signed. It's just people that I think are pretty yep. good. And so I invited you up. We had not met until that, not nope. that, that day, right? I wasn't planning on putting you on the list, but you came in. And I'm going to tell you what I really like about you in a second. Because it's only one thing because the rest is kind of annoying. <laughs> it, it all sucks. Yeah, I have yeah. one redeeming quality. Yeah, yeah. And so you <laughs> came true. in and you played. And I was like, wow, she's really good. And so I was going through. And I had like 13 or 14 acts. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, they, they can really pop. They can really pop. And I picked Luke Combs. And in the past, last year it was like I've had, I've had Marin and Kelsey mm-hmm. and Old Dominion like before they had their big hit. Yep. So I, I have to like do pretty good at this. Yeah. So don't let me down. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to live up to the list. Um, here's what I liked about you most of all. First of all, you, you really can sing and you can play, which you have Thank to in you. this town. That's yeah, yeah. the weird thing is you have to. Mm-hmm. When I was doing pop radio or sports radio or Rock radio or polka. I've done it all. <laughs> you didn't have to. You didn't have to play. Yeah. You could just fake it, and but here you have to play, and you have to be good. And you came in and you played, and you were good. And then you played, uh, I believe, a Drake song. Mm-hmm. And and what I liked about that was that 
you just didn't care. Like you just played a Drake song because that was who you were. Yep. And the best way to win and the most honest way to win is to be you. And you're going to lose a lot being you. Mm -hmm. But when you finally do freaking win, it's because it was you who won, not because somebody was making you or told you or... And the truth was, too, I was like, hey, tell Bailey to come in, but have her have something else just in case. Yeah. Like, have yeah. her, but, but you came in, I was like, play the Drake song because <laughs> it was just who you were. Yep. You were wearing a Chance hat, and I was like, you know <laughs> what? I, I don't want to hold her back from being who she is. I love the fact that she is who she is. Someone didn't say you're going into a country show. You need to play a part. Uh, if I could say, I think you owned it. I owned it. I did not rent it. You, oh, 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 oh. Uh, owned uh, it. Uh, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I found... That was a big deal to me, and it was such a big deal that I was like, I got to put her in the class because she's good, and <sighs> I love the fact that she was just her. Oh, thank you. Man, I'm so glad I wasn't someone else that day. I no. know, because if you would have come in and you would have acted like... I would have been like, hey, y'all, what's up? I'm Bailey. But people do that. You think you're really? making a joke all the time. Do you know how many people come in, and you can see through it immediately? Yeah. A lot of artists come in, they put on a little accent, they put on a little show, and you, you didn't do that, but there's some really terrible ones. I can't, I think, that. I think I'm, I'm happy that I got, um, I mean, um, this is, this is, I, I never want to sound like I think that I have a lot of experience in anything, because I know how old I am, um, but, but I had, I mean, I had the, the three years just traveling to Nashville and writing, and I think I'm, I'm happy that I had that time to, uh, just figure out who I was, I guess, without, without really anybody's eyes on me. I was, I was my, I was lucky to have, uh, my publishers, uh, develop me in a way that they were just like, just, just go in and like, write what's on your heart. Just like figure it out. And you, you still walk into some rooms like in a co-write and feel the pressure to act a certain way. I'm like, okay, I have, I have to like, I don't have it. I don't have enough ballads right now, so I need to write a ballad. We need an option for that, or I need to write an up tempo, or I can't write another love song or breakup song or whatever. Um, and so, you know, you know, I did that. I had those days when I'd walk into a co-write and like try and fit into a box, and it. I experienced in that 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 never ever works for me. It's always a crappy song if you do that. And I think I found that a lot of that type of situation um, it applies to things other than writing songs. Life. Life. It's like I'm talking to Socrates right now, Mike. Mic drop. <laughs> Except for the mics on a stand, so it'd be more like a mic Don't drop hit, it. Throw no, it across I only have one other mic, so don't drop oh, that okay. one. Sorry. Yeah. Here's uh <laughs> Bailey doing uh Drake on my show. I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how to ask you if you're okay. My friends always feel the need to tell me things. It seems like they're just happier than us these days. These days I don't know how to talk to you I don't know how to be there when you need me It feels like the only time you see me It's good, it's good mm-hmm. and, and you love it And you should play Thank what you, you love You should Thank always play you. what you love And people, yeah. and people are going to tell you And people are going to tell you the other, Otherwise like you need to do this and yep. do that And if you ju- just stay true Even though it sucks sometimes At least <laughs> you can fail being you yeah. And then one year we're going to talk We'll talk before one year But in a year, we'll do this again. And I, I imagine we're going to talk a lot in the next year anyway. Of course. But we'll do it again. You're going to feel like you're a completely different person. I Yeah, Com- I believe that. Completely. And then in another year, you're going to feel like the same thing happened with Kelsey. Like, yeah. you know, I, I knew Kelsey before she signed a deal. She's a whole, she's a Crazy. completely different human. I mean, I'm a different human. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
it's going to be fun to watch you kind of grow mm-hmm. because you're good. You you are good. Thank you're, you. You're, actually, Thank you're really good, and and I like it that you're 19 now and just. You're not letting people tell you who you need to be as a 19-year-old, yeah. and that's hard for a 19-year-old. Thank you. So, Thank you. Yeah, you probably yeah. lived a couple lives beforehand and learned a little bit. I think so. I think, yeah, the, I mean, the change happens so quickly. It's cool. I mean, everybody just goes through growth in their life. Like, it's, I mean, especially if you're 19 and stuff, it's it's cool being a songwriter and experiencing growth because I have it, I have it documented in the things that I've written and the, the YouTube videos and the whatever. So it's, it makes, it makes it feel like even more time has passed almost because like, since I moved, so like just so many things have changed and I've, I've learned better how to own it. Yep. I went. Okay. Oh, well, oh, all right. Oh, Can we <laughs> say something else, Bobby? Own I'm, I'm starting to own quote it. my song. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> it does. Who do you like right now? Who's that? Who? What? What music do you like? Let's do it two different ways. Um, you can mention zero country artists. Okay. What do you like right now? Um, well, it's no secret I love Chance the Rapper. Um, Coloring Book. I could rap maybe most of that whole album. Uh, okay. Um, let's, let's see what we got here. But. I don't hear any rapping. Oh, I didn't know if I was supposed to do it. I want to hear no problem with me. <laughs> Just another day at the pick up all the mayo. Channel riding through the streets, they be like, they go. Ooh, what's he, what's he? I don't know the words in this part because you can't understand it. <laughs> you are legitimate. How about, uh, you know, take drugs? Oh, this is my favorite. Do the same drugs no more. We don't do the, we don't do the same drugs. Do the same drugs no more. She don't laugh the same way no more. We don't do the we don't do the same drugs. The same drugs no more. I think Chance wins the Grammy for Best New Artist. And I had Marin and Kelsey and told them both that to their face. Because they're gonna cut each other out. Yeah, yeah. I get I can yeah. And what do I know? But oh, it's going to be tough. Nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Crap. Clearly. I think he, <laughs> mathematically, I think he has the best shot to win. And we're, Smart. the Grammys are on Sunday, so you can hear this after I could be a big idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would go in order Chance, Marin, Chainsmokers, Kelsey, mm. and um, who's the other rapper, Mike? Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack. Oh, he's. Not, not, it's not his time yet. Not, he's not. I just, re- I just heard of him. Yeah, and he's insane. He's insane, but he's. But just I gotta not, go for chance. <laughs> he's not there yet. So. No, he'll, he will. He will be. So okay, well, I mean, listen, I hope you do good. Do good for me. Me, I, I, I got a lot. Oh, I got a lot riding you. on you. Thank you. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, will, I won't let you down. No pressure. I already. I stole your tea, so I kind of owe you. No pressure. That's why. <laughs> Everybody listening, you can download Own It. This is it right here. Past tense, past bedtime, 
way back then when everything we read was real and everything we said rhymed. Why do I kids being kids? Why did you stop? What did you do to your hair? Where did you go to end up right back here? When did you start to forget how to fly? Oh, not you. That's good, man. You're funny. You're funny. You're funny. Like at one point, I guess, man, it's been eight or nine years ago. I signed a hip hop record deal. No, you did. I did. Like as a rapper? No, I signed as a drummer. Yes, as a rapper. (laughs) I I can see how that was not a good question. (laughs) I was. um, No way. True story, Mike. You want to tell her my name? Captain Caucasian. Captain Caucasian. Captain Caucasian. Are you serious? Yeah, of course. Did you have a nickname? That was that was my nickname. My okay. name is Bobby. I mean, like, but like, that's kind of a long name. No, it's not. Not whenever. No, Captain your, Caucasian. Yeah, the ca- the captain's here. Well, will you spit something? Nope. All right. I I moved away. I'm I'm country now. I'm country. We're country. <laughs> yeah, this well, is Bailey and Bobby, <laughs> and we're country. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. No. A, I did a whole a whole deal. I I still bust out some stuff a little bit. Little, Man, little I'd love to hear it sometime. Yeah, yeah I, this is a little song I wrote called. Uh, no problem. Oh man, this is my favorite. I didn't yeah, know you yeah, wrote yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's good. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Makes yeah. sense. That's a, that's you. It is. You know future? Yeah, I know. I know him and him and Drake. I don't. All right. Uh, uh, well, here's the here's the own it. I hope everybody out there downloads it. That's a good first song for you because it's really, it's just you. It is you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, it's you. with Dan and Shay. You can hear this in six months and this whole tour could be over and Bailey could be back in Washington. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you hear it soon, she'll be out with Dan and Shay. I'm going to bring you out to do some shows with us, too, with Raging Idiots. I would you, love you that. You just wait for it. Yay! Those are real crowd. These Dan That's and Shay guys. Crowd, they got they you got know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bailey, my own, on Twitter and Instagram. And yes. obviously, I'm a fan. Uh, just remember me when you blow up and get famous. Um, I'll try. Okay. Just remember Billy Jones, the guy. Billy Jones, yes. the guy. Uh, Captain Caucasian. Captain Caucasian, yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to go now. All, All right. right. Thank, uh, there, might you have another one or no? Am I good? Yeah. All right, I'm good? All right. Uh, Bailey Bryan, episode 35 of the Bobbycast. Thanks to our sponsors, Sherry's Berries and Blue Apron. Download Own It and your population was 6,606. Oh. Did you know that? Where I grew up? Uh-huh. Oh, that's more than I thought. Spread out. Maybe I need to start saying I'm from a medium town. No, that's still a small town. Okay. My population, though... Because I keep my roads, a picture of my, my road somewhere. I grew up in my living room. <laughs> 721. All right. Well, you win. Uh, I just want to go out and That's be a winner on top. <laughs> just just I, pile it on. I just want to win as I'm, uh, <laughs> as I'm out. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.